Hi guys, I'm the Impaired Grappler. Welcome to my podcast. Today we have a special guest, one of Australia's uh, top endurance athletes. Um, it's John Van Wisser, who is um, uh, known for his marathon swimming, endurance, long distance swimming, uh, swimming the English Channel and the likes of that, Manhattan swim winner multiple times. So yeah, he's got many accolades, so check out his bio uh, on his website and all that. Um, links will be below. Uh, yeah, we touched on many things like his love of coffee, um, how he travels, breathing, um, breathing concepts and flow state, uh, his love of the cold over the heat, um, his issues during uh, some races and how he deals with sort of the dark thoughts and, you know, not quitting kind of thing, um, experimenting with new techniques, uh, also his encounters with nature. Uh, injuries he's had and sort of diet you know having to gain weight to be able to swim the channel with no wetsuit so we covered a lot i hope you guys enjoy be sure to follow him uh check out his school uh where he teaches swimming down down uh near brighton and yeah follow me on my social media like subscribe and share and we'll catch you later Oops. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's a muggy day. It's a muggy day. It's alright. I don't care. All right, guys. All right. Hi, guys. I'm the Impaired Grappler, and welcome to my podcast. Uh, today, we've got a very special guest, uh, an old friend of mine and mentor from and coach from the old triathlon days. Um, he's one of Australia's best athletes that goes under the radar, uh, especially within the endurance community. Um, a couple of his achievements, a 2014 Arch to Arc, mm. world records, mm. uh, smashed the time in 12 hours, um, and that's a long distance, 140k run, 33k yeah. swimming, uh, 291 two, 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 yeah. <laughs> one ride, so you ride yeah. to the yeah, Arch so in France. Yeah, in Paris, yeah. starting the Marble Arch of London, yeah, run yeah. to the channel. <laughs> Swim the channel and cycle to Paris. Ah, yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, also done 2010, you did a double channel double crossing. Channel. Yeah, double channel. So, you went from England to France? Yeah, forgot my towel and came oh, your back. Your towel came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, did, you didn't like the, fr- the, did like the French towel. Did not like the French Fair enough. So, like, yeah, multiple time, first out of the swim in uh, Hawaii Ironman. Yeah whole lot of accolades which I, I, I could never mention I'll, I'll take half an hour just going through them all so um motivational speaker coffee lover and aussie legend john van weiser thanks welcome to the podcast thank you thanks for having me so i just wanted to just in general like um the local cafes would they go out of business if you were to quit caffeine for a time well we just went to out to my yeah, life it was pretty yeah, good eh? <laughs> yeah it's pretty good you used to do the chocolate there too yeah we used to deliver chocolates mm. to that shop yeah yeah it's a great uh, cafe oh, yeah this area's got a lot yeah. of good but melbourne in general's got oh melbourne's the best coffee in the yeah. world you're all the same though yeah. wouldn't you you're train hard yeah. you know, cop coffee kick yeah. back yeah, good, good, good feed. Good stimulants, good feed. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I reckon if you gave up caffeine, the the local uh, cafe, the industry would drop. The local right? industry would drop. Like, you know, people would be protesting your, outside your house. Thanks, Sam. Come back, support us. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, so like, just like you do a lot of travelling, yeah. and like when you're in another country, uh, how do you go about embracing or learning about the other cultures or the people within that country? Mm. Or do you just ignore them? Or <laughs> no, just I'm, not, stick to I'm not very cultural. <laughs> I tend to go there and do the event and come back. And because yeah. I work too, so I tend mm. to, um, yeah, not not stay long. Unfortunately, I'd love to have, have longer time. But yeah, but you do get you do like 
have a good party after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a good time after the, uh, the arch. We went, yeah. to, we went to um, France, we went to Normandy, yeah. and that was fantastic. It put life into perspective yeah. when you see what people went through you know, in the oh, war, World War yeah. II, how tough they were. And, yeah, how weak we are and soft we are these yeah. days compared to those. I know. That and pro- do not walk here; you might blow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You see the holes. Yeah. They still got the, the holes that yeah. they, um, when they were bombing the beach. Like, holy, you wouldn't be standing yeah. there. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's cool. They still find bombs in cellars <laughs> oh. that haven't been blown up. Well, apparently, like um, some of the houses, they uh, when they're doing the garden, they still find yeah. bones, yeah, and yeah. they have to get the excavators yeah. out and do another grave, oh, and it's just crazy. unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. so so I tended to do the event and mm. only have a few days and yeah. then head back because of work. So. Yeah, well, like, so. that's part of being a professional, right? Like yeah, semi professional. I always say professional. Well, yeah, more like a glorified yeah. hobby for me. It's like, I wish <laughs> well, I was professional. But, well, uh, yeah. Not well, much money in it, it's just, uh, just a glorified hobby. Yeah. And, well, is, is there anywhere you've been where you've like, sort of felt unwelcome or unsafe? Mm. Or? Oh, phew. Not really, no, everything's been good. So around Manhattan a few times. Mm. Um, well, that, that, water, was, that water's horrible, isn't oh, it? Yeah, I heard stories it was really bad. And you have all your shots. Yeah. But they've cleaned it up a fair bit. Okay. But, but um, that's, pretty, that's pretty surreal because you, yeah. you're swimming under, like, the George Washington Bridge where Tarzan jumped off, supposedly. <laughs> you know, like, you pass the, um, the Yankee Stadium where the baseball is and you go through yeah. Harlem, so you've got little people there fishing going, mm. what the hell's this dude swimming for? You know, what's going on? They think they're rubbing their eyes. Oh. Yeah. Um, you go past all the uh, the famous um, buildings and yeah, that's that's pretty. Um, you feel like you don't belong out there. It's pretty pretty surreal. Yeah, but that's a that's a great event. Seeing all the swimming past all these cultural icons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, fantastic. <laughs> Fortunately, I breathed to my right most of the time. My left because it's an anti-clockwise swim, so I had to swap breathing sides a few times. And but uh, but yeah, that's 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 yeah. an incredible incredible okay. event. Well, with the breathing, mm. like obviously, like with swimming, it's probably the only time where you use a mouth to breathe. Primarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas every other sport, they say breathe through your nose, really? out your mouth, yeah, yes, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, have you heard of Wim Hof and his breathing yeah, techniques? Yeah, and, like, yeah. I've have heard you about like him. tried any of nah, his stuff? Yeah. No, nah, I heard about him. No, yeah, because he was in Australia recently. Yeah. My friends went and saw him. Yeah. Hold his breath for so long. Oh yeah, he's got all his world records and that. <laughs> yeah, I reckon yeah. that'll be good for you, especially. <laughs> or like you do well in the cold, but like, mm. oh, I love the cold. The cold. Yeah. Like, but like you've had trouble with the heat in the past. Yeah, I don't like the heat. Did you like, like, did you finish? Uh, did you compete in the full Hawaii Ironman? Yeah, I finished, but I never, never had a good race there. Yeah. I only ever spent a week there because of yeah. work, so I needed to spend a month there. Okay, I so, couldn't afford to do it, and um, so yeah, so I never really had the race I wanted to. I won the swim, but even the swim, I didn't swim very well. Cause even the waters, like swimming in a spa, you just want to go to sleep. Yeah. You're swimming along, and you think, oh, I should be racing, or just feel like. <laughs> uh, should be lying on the beach not racing so do you ever get into a flow state like oh yeah you have your moments yeah. um, it's like I always say endurance sports are like a metaphor of life just all compact into one mm. like you don't know what's around the corner you can have a high spot and then a minute later you're having a massive flat spot and you think where'd this come from and you deal with it and move on so it's just a, an emotional roller coaster. but you don't know what's around the corner you just mm. got to hopefully absorb it and uh, not, not let it stop you and Keep moving forward, so yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, it's a, just a metaphor of life amplified into one, one intense event. Yeah, and like so, obviously, well, while you're swimming, mm. like you're obviously in your own head, mm. and um, is any times where how, how do you find order in times of chaos, like in the darkness, and mm. like you might have dark thoughts or. Well, you'd want to give up. You yeah. Know, halfway across the channel, oh, I, I quit. Or, you know, like, how do you, 
um, Zenic concepts of bringing order in those oh, times of chaos. I've had some tough, tough moments, mm. and yeah, you do have those thoughts, and you just got to like not get ahead of yourself. I, I always think with um, endurance sport, like it's if you're thinking I've got 60 hours to go, it's a real mental. You know, like, yeah, like the Arch Dark, yeah, you've got 140 yeah. k run. If you're already thinking, geez, I've got to swim the channel in yeah. 15 hours, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to sustain the moment and not get ahead of yourself mm. and just, yeah, keep in the zone, whatever that means. The zone. And, yeah, but but um, but last time I did the Arch Dark, we had a very tough swim. Mm. Like we were on a massive tide, eight and a half metre tide, and we were back for hurricanes. So the swim was really um, an awkward chop. I was mm. getting all thrown around. And that was the one this year? Oh, and no, last, it was 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah, when you so, yeah, so <laughs> that was um, a very tough swim, and swim was normally my strength. Yeah. And it was just an awkward chop, so your arm would be there, your head was here, your leg was there, you just getting, I was just getting ragdolled. Mm. And I was about two hours into the swim, and I was feeling sorry for myself. I said to the boatman, I said, oh, is this going to get me better? And I was expecting a bit of love, mm. and he's like, I thought you were a swimmer. Swim. <laughs> so I thought, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, well. So I kept going and got through that bad period, and you know had a good period again, and had a tough period again at the end where um, mm. 400 metres ago I was against the tide. Mm. So the last 400 metres took me half an hour. Jesus Christ. And I was thinking, even with 10 metres ago, I'm thinking I might not be able to get in. I'm sprinting as hard as I can. I'm just hoping to touch a rock. Yeah, you know, you're just pulling yourself along. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I was um, exhausted. Like how deep is it there? It's oh, still pretty we, deep. You can't go to the bottom and pull yourself along. Depends where you land. So we, we mm. finished at night and I was um, heading for these rocks where the lighthouse was so yeah. I could just see the lighthouse. Yeah. And because um, you just have to be fully out of water, so it doesn't matter where you land. Okay. So you're at the mercy of the tide, you're getting swept around. And it was an eight and a half metre tide. We went on a big tide because um, you, you book it um, in advance. And yeah. That was the only tide free a year out, so we had a tough tide. Yeah, so that race you can do it in sections. So you, uh, you book your window in, it's like a time yeah. trial. So <laughs> yeah. you book a window and you get a week's uh, window, and you really um, you go by, you're calling to the English Channel boatman. Yeah. And, when the weather's the best, you then backlog X amount of hours and you run into that tide. And so everyone starts a race at their own time. Oh, no, so it's a or solo it's thing. It's a time trial. Yeah, yeah, solo yeah. Time, time so, trial style, yeah. And then you have to so get there. you're not there. like sprinting to the finish no, against someone else. No, no. Yeah. And you have to leave at the high tide. Yeah. So, so um, if he, if the boatman says Tuesday midnight is going to be a good tide, that's the start of the high tide, you've got to backlog X amount mm. of hours and you have to run into that tide. So if you get there before then, you can't go. If you get there yeah. after that, you're, you're stuffed. Yeah. So, then, so but the clock doesn't stop. So if you get there early, the clock's still going. If you get there, if you miss the tide, you're gone. You go away to the next tide. Yeah. So what happened with this year's event? You, you pulled out injured. Yeah. Was that a cup? Oh, something? no. No, it's... Um, so this year, um, I tried to... Last time I did the run in 15.52, and I left off 24 hours. That was mm. what I... The backlog I gave myself for the high tide. Yeah. This time I tried it off a 20-hour turnaround, and um, basically got off the plane and... Um, three days later, I was running because uh, it was the start of the window. The rest of the week was looking terrible. Mm. So um, we did the run. It ended up being 31 degrees, 90% humidity. And I had a bad Plus run. Plus you were still a bit jet-lagged. A bit jet-lagged. Well. I was hoping to go the next week. But mm. um, for three weeks, no one swam the channel. So they got the yeah. weather right. It was tough, bad winds. But mm. they ended up getting the... It was super hot that day. It was the hottest banking holiday they've ever mm. had in 100 years. <laughs> and I'm hopeless in the heat. There so seems I got to be through, a lot of those days. Oh, the hottest something. I mean, one percent yeah. finish it, so it's not. It's a tough event. And so I got through the run, um, and I got through the run in seventeen hours and nine minutes, which was behind schedule. But I was trying to do off a twenty-hour turnaround, so I had a couple of hours to rest before I had to start the channel. Yeah. But uh, I had a hot bath, and I shouldn't have done. I should have had a cold bath, and yeah. I had a few bad moments after that, and 
Uh, we try to put it back to the next high tide, which mm. is 12 hours later, but bearing in mind the clock's still going. And the, um, and the organiser said, yeah, you can do that, but you've got to pass a medical. Mm. Um, and everything was closed, so we had to find a doctor that was open. So we had to drive into London. It cost me 200 pounds, and a doctor failed me, so I wasn't yeah. allowed to start the swim. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because yeah. someone died like three weeks yeah. before attempting it, and someone died the year before, so they're getting a bit funny now. So. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not like it's an easy thing. Like, your first your first one was in, what, 93? Not, oh, the channel, yeah. The first yeah, channel swim. Yeah. No, sorry, not, uh, yeah, the first channel swim. Mm. Um, and was it Dawn Fraser pulled you out of that yeah. one? You had a hypothermia, you didn't have enough fat. Yeah. Was it, so what happened with that? Was it more just the ego? You wanted to have your abs, <laughs> like you said yeah. before? Or? Yeah, so 93 uh, was my first English channel attempt yeah. at Not Arch Dark. Yeah, yeah. And um, with the channel, yeah, it's um, obviously the cold's a big, a big thing, so you got to put on a bit of, bit of body fat. Mm. With the arch arc, you're allowed to wear a wetsuit, so you don't have yeah, to be okay, as big, yeah. so you can work out what weight you got to be. But mm. for the channel, you got to carry a bit of fat, so it's not it's good. Yeah. And I, you know, I was pretty proud of my body back then. I had a six pack, and mm. thought I'd be the skinniest person to ever go across the channel. Yeah. And um, I was going really well for three quarters, and then just got hypothermia and passed out. And uh, it's funny, it's like you think you can beat it, but it's like when you're trying to watch mm. telly at night or reading a book late at night, mm. and you just fall asleep, you can't yeah. help it. So just gradually crept up on me and I ended up passing out in the water and yeah. the crew pulled me in and apparently Dawn resuscitated right. me and I woke up in Dawn's arms with one of those mm. space blankets around me and um, so yeah, so she saved my life. So I was pretty rattled mm. and uh, I didn't want to go back and um, Dawn talked me into going yeah. back and the next year I put on 23 kilos of body mm. fat and I got across, got the um, the Australian record yeah. for the fastest crossing the okay. next year and I did it quite comfortably because... But I look terrible, but yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, that's that's what. So, like, t- tell us, like, how did you gain that weight? Like, what kind of? It's pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was eating till I was uncomfortable. Um, Were you I'd, just eating more a lot of junk food junk as well? Food, junk um, food and protein and yeah, I'd go to Macca's and have like five Big Macs, mm, and okay. so you're eating till you're uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. then I'd eat late at night, like a pizza mm. at night. Okay. So. It sounds good. It's good for a week, but then you're getting like mm. a lot of heartburn, and mm. it's not. And then you see yourself, and you know you go to put your shoes on. You're like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. all the fat around your stomach, mm. squashing your organs, yeah. and yeah. And then you know your, your friends you need, here, you need so. that protection if you're going to do yeah, swims. But yeah, it's like being a seal. You got to have mm. that that uh, layer of fat the blubber. to protect you against the cold. And yeah, they yeah. used to they used to put the lub, the lard on. Yeah, they used to do that, but that, that's more of just a yeah. token gesture. Doesn't yeah. do doesn't do much so okay. so yeah they actually don't recommend you don't put too much on now because yeah. it clogs your pores yeah. so now they just say put it on where you chafe and... oh, fair enough yeah so so <laughs> it's it's yeah it's not a sport for uh, for vanity <laughs> no no well like uh, is there any times you've had a like an uh, epiphany in your coaching or learning like where finally you've heard the same lesson a million times yeah and then and then all of a sudden just clicks and then all this information comes together and it's like oh wow I understand that concept now um, and like can translate to other fields maybe mm. or is there any time where you've had an mm. epiphany like that in your oh, I bet that. I'm always experimenting with um, technique when you swim and mm. I like to study other swimmers and try it out myself and yeah. Um, so, so yeah I have about 10 different swimming styles I've tried and experimented yeah. with and um, my running style for, for the 140k I experimented with with that too so I did a yeah. lot of research and um, um, there's a guy called Nick Dean Canassis who wins all yeah, the yeah, yeah. 100 kilometre trail yeah. runs and he basically apparently according to the YouTube sets up his office where he walks around uh, has no chairs mm. and walks around bare feet to strengthen his feet, feet mm, muscles yeah. 
and he's a minimalist, oh, so he wears, yeah. yeah, so he wears like um, the Nike Free, which is a minimalist yeah. runner. Well, that's why, yeah, I've got the Merrells with the, I think it's a six mil, yeah. like you can, you can twist it, twist this up and put it in your pocket. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like that's, <laughs> that's when it's a sort of decent shoe run. Yeah. Putting a cast around your foot. Yeah. Is what they, you know, that's when you put a hiking boot on, basketball shoe or a runner, it's mm. just all, there's no way you can fold it because there's that much. It's much, much padding. shoe. Yeah, so that much yeah. shoe where you, so you're not actually feeling the ground. Whereas these, you get a little bit more feel of the ground. Yeah. Um, probably not good for too big hiking, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the minimalist sort of, mm. you know, try to walk around barefoot as much as possible. Yeah. Just build those strength of the feet. Okay. So um, I just wanted to ask, what's mm. the scariest encounter with nature you've had? Oh, well, um, mm, the lock, my sister's from the Loch Ness. And um, I was a guinea pig at the time. At the time, I was training for Hawaii, so so I was I was uh, I came over with her, and um, I was always a guinea pig. So the training sessions, I'd have to go in first because she was yeah. scared of the monster. Yeah. So Nessie rocked the boat. Or? So, no, you actually believe it's there. So yeah. I jumped in, and it's it's like 400 meters deep, mm. and it's only a mile wide. So it's just in the middle of the highlands. So it's just yeah, it's I've, 38. I've been K. there. It's just oh, it's, it's amazing. Dark, dark, and it's just like black. The yeah. soot, soot from the, the soot, runoff yeah. of the mountains, just like. And it's just like, you can't see that mm. far in front of you. Yeah, so I, so I dived like in, and, you, in there. and your body's like illuminated like a light globe. Okay. But it's there's no buoyancy, it's dead water. Mm. Here, so I'm like, go, let's <laughs> wait for my sister to jump in. You yeah, can okay. barely like float. Oh, okay. And um, there's like all these air bubbles, because apparently there's caves underneath. So all okay, the bubbles, yeah, yeah. all the bubbles come well, up. Well, that's, yeah, that's what they say about Lucy. Yeah, and She's actually, um, in the caves. and the, the day before we went to a pub and we had all our sponsors top on. Mm. And um and there was a Scotsman at the bar going, what, what are you guys wearing? And we told him, you know, my sister's doing the Loch Ness, and he was being sarcastic, going, you know, watch out for the monster, ha ha ha. And a fisherman was next to him, and he said, I've been fishing <coughs> for 20 years, you don't know what I've seen. So I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> and the next day I had to jump in. Mm. So you actually believe it because it's mm. that dark and um, eerie. Yeah, well, uh, like, the locals want to want us to believe when we go there. We're as well. like the the, 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 bus, the bus driver <laughs> when I went was like. Oh, I never used to believe it. Now I believe. Yeah. You know, it's like so. And she also swam um, Bondi, 40k up and down. Yeah. And uh, the day before, they had a big shark sighting. Okay. So yeah. we started at four in the morning, and we just had Dawn and a rubber ducky and a light and a torch. So I had to jump in, and I ended mm. up swimming on the deep end, and I ended up doing the whole thing with her. Yeah. <laughs> she was worried about the shark. Okay. So that was, but we never saw the shark. We just saw one shark once when um, yeah. we did the Cook Strait between New Zealand Islands. So yeah. um, you swim over and um, okay. we jumped in the boat and we were heading back and uh, there was a, a blue shark as big as a boat right next to the boat. And um, the, the, the boatman said, oh, come have a look at this. And it, was, it wasn't even scared of the boat. They don't eat humans, but she's had you swim into it. It was Ooh. ginormous. Oh, well, what about the most maj- any majestic moments oh. <laughs> in nature have you seen? Oh, just dolphins when you yeah. see them occasionally, uh, which is amazing. Initially, you think, oh, I hope it's not a shark, but... But um, yeah, they're amazing creatures. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what else I see? See some big stingrays. They're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, magnificent! Mm. A lot in the bay. Yeah. Um, the 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 ones about this big, they swim away when you swim over. Yeah. But the ones that are like, you occasionally see yeah, one that's ma- like this that big. That massive one. The, and they, they look at you and they say, like, they look at you like oh, I can take you. Yeah. So they don't move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just swim over them. Yeah. But yeah, they're beautiful looking uh, creatures too. The big stingrays. Fair enough. So, like, with growing up with your sister, you mentioned, like, you mm. both swam a lot. Mm. Was it more that you, it's the genetics, or was it that you were right place, right time, mm. for both of you to have success with your, with endurance swimming? So yeah, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, our parents got us into it, and uh, my dad was a real hardworking man. He was a printer, and he funded a lot of things, and he, you know, just wanted us to have a good life. And um, my sister's five years older, so she she did she travelled around Europe racing, and I wanted to get out of school. Yeah. I had to give my dad a good reason to get out of school. Yeah. <laughs> So I said, I want to become a marathon swimmer. But okay. I didn't realise you had to swim 100 plus K a week. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I did so, that. So, let's like you saw, you saw your sibling have success. And yeah, you found you it a good life. You found I didn't realise how yeah. hard you had to train. Yeah. And then you get competitive, you know, you yeah. start thinking, oh, if I train a bit harder, I can beat, win this race. Yeah. And so, um, so it started from there. And I got sick of doing the 100 plus K swimming a week. So then I moved to marathon running. Mm. And I got sick of that. And because I'm a swim coach, I coach a lot yeah. of triathletes. So, they got me on the bike, so I started doing Ironmans, yeah. and I got sick of the Ironmans, so I went back to um, to Manhattan races, yeah. racing around Manhattan and every year. And you used year. to like, compete against college students there, teams of students? Yeah, they had they real A teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah they used and to have real And you still realize. beat them? Oh, one year I had one a good year, year. I yeah. beat all the real A teams. Yeah, that's, and, yeah that's, that's amazing. I had a very good year that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then the Arch Shark came up, yeah. so then I did the Arch Shark in 2014. Yeah. Um, had a boxing match in between there, okay. so I've done different stuff. Boxing just match. different um, challenges. And so what was the boxing match like? Oh, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> I was the last fight. So, yeah, okay. So um, when you're downstairs, it's like gladiators. You, you know, it's like mm. you, you're in the cold, about to go to the cauldron. You, uh, you see the ones that are just fought that are all bloodied. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, God, hope that's not me. So, so how did you do? <laughs> oh, I could have one, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'd love to see uh, that. Uh, yeah, so. So, like, just when I get into, like, just quickly, like, what injuries you've had and, mm. like, any prevention strategy like what mm. you've done in the past to fix injuries and also um what you do different today mm. and if you would do anything differently to fix any previous injuries that you yeah had, like with what you've learned and that yeah well i think I, like i said i've got smarter so mm. like i was saying before with the barefoot stuff so mm. i started doing a lot of barefoot running to strengthen my feet muscles and but you uh, need to go slowly building up on that, oh don't you, you do and i end up um doing like 140k yeah. in the racing flat because okay. i made my feet yeah. muscles strong mm. and so I experimented with that because I used to, I tried all the big heavy runners yeah. and I found at 50k my feet would ache no matter yeah. what I wore. So yeah. so I did a lot of barefoot training and I ended up um, being able to wear a racing flat for for long for you know for long long distance running. So that was a good thing I learnt. Um, what I've had a knee surgery that was from playing tennis. So it wasn't mm. from a. <laughs> um, what I had broke my arm falling off my bike once. Mm. Um, hernia surgery. What else have I had? That's about it. Really. I've had a pretty good run. Shoulder surgery. But no, I've, uh, I've had a good, good run with injuries. But yeah, you, you learn as you go, and mm. my body's changing. And I'm not the same as I was 20 well, yeah. years ago. So you get smarter as you get, get older. Smarter, <laughs> and I realise I can't do the same yeah. things. But my endurance is better. Mm. I'm physically stronger. My endurance yeah. is better. But obviously, I don't have the same top end speed. Yeah. You don't recover as quick. So, so, so you start doing things like barefoot running and more mm. gym work and just uh, roll with the punches. And yeah, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a, you've got to reinvent yourself all the mm. time. So. Yeah, as your body changes. Fair enough. So, like, can you tell us what, like, the the week of, like, leading up to the event? What? So, what did you eat? What was your oh. diet like the week of, leading to up to an event? Yeah. And like, what do you have during during the event? Mm. And what's your favourite post race meal? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the probably the best meal ever. Yeah. After a, yeah, I know. After a long event. Like, yeah. Oh, when I did the Arch Arc in 2014. Um, I was just eating anything. Like I'd mm. come home and open bags of lollies yeah. and whatever I craved, yeah. I'd eat. Yeah. And um, and during the actual event, it's funny because the guy who organises the event, he says a lot of triathletes that attempt the event, you know, going with this diet program and 
80k in the run, they just say, get me some fish and chips. Yeah. Um, and that's what ended up happening to me. I ended up having McDonald's three or four mm. times. You know, I got the, the crew would go ahead and get me yeah. some McDonald's and come back and I'd be eating that. So, um, but then the uh, when I tried it uh, this year, I was on a high protein, low carb, low fat mm. diet. So I got to try, try and become fat adaptive. Yeah. I found that was very good with my long distance uh, mm. running. I wasn't getting hungry when I finished. Did, but, did you find uh, a, an impact on your swimming with that? Did you feel uh, any different? I felt good um, both times. So, but I definitely wasn't as, as hungry when I was doing my long, long distance, like mm. I was doing 70K training runs every third week. Mm. And I'd come home and I wouldn't be starving. I'd go, go to the cafe with my mates and then I'd have to work in the afternoon. So I still had a, you know, a big day. Mm. Um, yeah, so I found that was that was good. But like I said, I didn't get to, the, didn't get to finish the event, so... But it wasn't okay. a diet's fault, just uh, circumstances right. with the heat. So just one final question. Like, what about coffee? Do you use that to aid your training? Is that like your <laughs> supplement routine? Or? Oh, that keeps me alive because yeah. I'm a swim coach. I have funny hours. So, yeah. so I'm up at four and I do a block in the morning yeah. and then I get the day free. So that's when I do my training. And then I'm back again at night. So mm. I can't go to the swim pool and be half asleep. Yeah. My swimmers can. I've got to be, so, you know, the motivator. Yeah. yeah. So I tend to have a couple of coffees in the morning. Is that where you get your energy from? Because from like, coffee, you're yeah. one of the most energetic people I know. <laughs> oh, so. no. People see me during the day. I'm totally different to in the morning because I've had two coffees. You're a bit like Kramer in uh. that episode when he sued the coffee company and he was like drinking all those coffees. Oh, really? I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. that over well, Not quite that bad, but yeah. like, you have a lot of energy. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, anyway. Sarah. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's mm. like... Actually, people feed off feed off that, like mm. with your coaching and everything. Mm. But, oh, I love my job too. Yeah. So, oh. you know, it's a great job. Tell you're and, yeah, passionate about it. And, you know, people want to see you. They're, they're they're happy. It's not not mm. like they don't want to see you when you're there. So, yeah, see the best of people. Well, like, and, and you see people that mm. can't swim twenty five meters mm. completing an Ironman. Oh, yeah. And how many times you hear? Mm. I could never do a triathlon. I couldn't yeah. swim. It's like I've heard that a million times, oh, and then seen people do time. Ironman. We've had like, like twenty people yeah. across English Channel. Yeah, so yeah things like that, and. Some of the people who swam the channel were non-swimmers to start with. But the hardest so, thing is showing up yeah, regularly, and that's, yeah. that's all that matters. And, mm. all right. Anyway, we'll leave it there. You've oh, got to get to your class. Yeah. And, yeah, so thanks for the podcast interview. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, thanks for the podcast interview. And, um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. And, no yeah. worries. All right, no thanks, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Let's hope that all worked. <laughs> wow. Okay. What a what a fun podcast! I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I had a really good time uh, catching up with John over coffee and then doing the podcast. So yeah, so hopefully we'll see him again on the podcast soon as a special guest. Um, yes, but I want to get more into his boxing career and uh, all that sort of stuff as well. It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, check out the website and the blog and all that. Uh, links in the description below and also check out John's uh, social media and all that sort of stuff so hope you guys enjoy and we'll catch you next time peace